Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Cannabis Tech Talks. This is Patricia Miller, Managing Editor of Cannabis and Tech Today. And joining me is Stephen Jung, COO of PAX Labs. PAX is a global cannabis brand specializing in really cool technology, um, especially cool little vaporizers like this guy. Um, But they're also doing a lot of other cool stuff. So I hope we can dive into that today. Um, And to start off, Stephen, maybe you could Tell us a little bit about your background and sort of how you found yourself with PAX and doing cannabis technology stuff. Absolutely. Uh, Great to be on the show. Thank you for having me and for having PAX. And, uh, you know, I think I like to think about my my path into cannabis as as really being lucky, right? In the sense that I wasn't looking to get into cannabis um, and the industry found me. And I was up in Silicon Valley. Um, I'd been doing the tech uh, thing for a while, about a decade and um, I, was, uh, I was working up there and eventually uh, Weed Maps, uh, which was where I used to work previously, uh, reached out and they wanted to talk about having me come in to, to help run the business um, and the operations there. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, I think it's interesting, but for me, I happen to be a child of the D.A.R.E. generation. And so I, I had this first visceral response of saying no. And, and I actually had to take a step back and really think about that because I, I didn't really have any background or basis for that response. It was really just that I didn't have a reason to think anything else. And, and so after reflecting on that, I decided to do some homework and actually dig into what was really happening in the space. And, and that's when I saw, of course, that here is something that is inevitable, right? It's only a matter of time until it finally gets legalized. And as a part of that, that it would become a part of our mainstream lives every day. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that the opportunity for myself at that time, and I think for all of us, generally speaking, is to be a part of that growth and all of that evolution and change and taking something that is going from prohibition to mainstream acceptance. And, and I think that the opportunity to be a part of something that big was, uh, was certainly attractive. And so I decided to join and, and uh, got into the industry. That was 2017, 16 going into 17 at the time when I joined Weed Maps. Um, spent several years there. And of course, the company just went public. Uh, and uh, eventually now I've found myself here at PAX. And, um, and so I've, again, I've, I've had a wonderful ride so far. The industry is obviously an adventure all the time, as I'm sure you know very well. Um, and uh, it's been a really great ride. But, um, but you know, again, I, I consider myself uh, very lucky in that way, right, uh, to have found myself here. And, and it's interesting if you trace it even all the way back to my origin um, going into the working world, my very first job was actually as a commissioned officer in the United States Army. And oh. so it's not as though I graduated from West Point knowing that I was going to end up in cannabis, but uh, but here I am. Wow. Has that discipline played a role in kind of helping you do your current role? I would say, yeah. You know, again, I think um, cannabis is an incredibly dynamic industry, right? And And I think even that statement really is a disservice to exactly how dynamic and how complex it is. Um, you know, as I like to say, in the world of startups, oftentimes one of the challenges you face is the thing that's true today is not necessarily true tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but in cannabis, uh, I think there's yet another element to that, which is what is true today may not be true tomorrow, but then could be true again the day after that. And <laughs> right, <laughs> that like is that. a massively three-dimensional and almost four-dimensional game that you're playing. And, uh, and so I, I really do, I take a step back and, you know, I think about how 
certainly the structure and understanding how to, to lead an operation, build operations, lead and manage teams and people. But at the same time, right, all of the tools that I've built over my career, which um, for a while after the military, I did a stint management consulting, focused on operational turnaround analysis, did a stint in finance as well, um, focused on strategic finance, corporate development, uh, general company analysis. And then, uh, and then of course, there's tech, where, where I learned how to build companies in the world of startups uh, and technology. And all of those tools, right, are what I have to bring to bear every day in order to actually do this job effectively and do it well. Um, and then, of course, there's always a healthy dose of learning along the way. Yeah, I, I always think it's interesting speaking to people in this industry because there's so many different skill sets that you can bring in from other established industries that are really pivotal to getting these brands launched and to keeping them them running because as you said it's, it's such an evolution i think you've got to have a really wide skill set to work in this field absolutely and and it's interesting too because i think um although i think it's getting better now but for for a very long time i think you had a lot of folks that were crossing over from other mainstream disciplines and then moving into cannabis and, and it's a natural tendency to just try and copy and paste the things that you know from other walks of life and other jobs into mm-hmm. this space. But I can tell you that's really one of the quickest ways to, uh, to fail in the process, right? Because again, the conditions are always changing. The industry in many respects has a lot of counterintuitive uh, aspects to it. And so if all you do is take what you know and apply it without thinking about the nuance and the customization required, then usually you find yourself actually falling short of what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. So you've got to have those skills and then also be able to adapt them for something totally new. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Well, so tell us a little bit about PAX. Um, For those, you know, who maybe aren't familiar with the brand, how's it unique? What's special about what PAX is doing? PAX, uh, for I think for many that already know the brand, of course, is a a premium cannabis brand that's global, right? Um, And what we're known for historically is all of the innovation technology that we put into the hardware that we've put out into market. Um, we obviously have a really great relationship with some of the best brands uh, in cannabis as well, because they are on the platform with, uh, with their, their oil through our air devices, uh, of course. And, um, and I think for us now, as we think about PAX into the future, it's taking that legacy of that innovation and that premium uh, cannabis experience that we provide consumers and extending it into the consumables market itself. And so just recently we launched our fresh pressed live rosin with natural diamonds product. It's our first uh, first party product that we're actually putting it into market. It's for the air device um, and we're incredibly excited about it. Uh, you know, it is, of course it has live rosin in it. And so what we're talking about is again, as you think about a full flower premium cannabis experience, which is really what we stand for. Um, this product is, uh, it meets all of those, those uh, requirements. And, uh, and so far, I think the consumer reception has been incredibly strong. Um, and so, you know, the early data, although we just launched on February 1st, the early data is that uh, it's doing very well uh, in stores and that consumers are loving it. Um, and uh, again, we're incredibly proud of the, the level of execution that we've had behind it, the quality behind it as well. And of course, the innovation, right? Because I think um, the product itself is a first of its kind formula. And then behind that, the operation that we actually have that's manufacturing the product also has a ton of innovation behind it in order to allow us to manufacture at scale efficiently while also creating consistent quality. Um, and really what that all leads to is a, an incredibly premium product that's accessible 
because we're able to offer it at a disruptive price point, right? So when you look at it right now, what you'll find across California is a half gram of this product that's offered at $35 and then a full gram that's at 55. And so once you start looking at the prices in the market, you'll see pretty quickly that, um, again, this concept of premium but accessible is, uh, is really something that we're holding to do. Hey, hello, I'm Tommy Chong. If you want something really nice in your laboratory, buy Durachill. I'm telling you, if you're not using this Durachill, you're not really in the pot business. You're just on the fringe of it. So if you really want to get serious, man, this is what you need. You need a Durachill in your life. You've got the technology here to have the cleanest, purest, healthiest product. I'm impressed. You want me to sell this? Buy it. Try Durachill or else. If your chiller's down, you ain't making money. And you heard it from me, Tommy Chong. Brought to you by PolyScience. What separates live rosin from the more traditional concentrates that maybe people are used to? Great question. Live rosin, for anyone that's not familiar, starts with the highest grade premium flower. And what you're doing is you're harvesting it at the peak uh, of the flower itself. And then you're flash freezing it to lock in all of the freshness. And then you take that, that frozen flour, what's, what's known as fresh frozen, is, uh, is then put through an extraction process um, that involves ice, water, agitation, and pressure. And so the thing that's missing, and this is really what separates live rosin from the other products that are out there, um, is that it doesn't involve harsh chemical solvents in order to extract the THC. And so I think really the, the critical part of that is from a consumer perspective, you're going to get the full cannabinoid and terpene profile, because mm-hmm. none of that is being stripped out by virtue of the extraction process itself, because again, it's very natural. Um, and so that's, that's really one critical difference. And then of course, additionally too, by virtue of the fact that you haven't used a bunch of harsh solvents to extract the cannabinoids and the terpenes, um, you're also then excluding anything that could be harmful byproducts or toxins which again, when you're using a device and you're heating it, right, most devices that are out there actually combust the product and that has all kinds of harmful side effects. Um, Whereas in our case, the technology that's behind the devices we have heats it at a very specific range that ensures that you're, again, experiencing the full cannabinoid profile, that it's not getting burned off in the process. And separately, that it's also not then kicking off these byproducts that could be harmful to you. I can appreciate that. And I think... um what's really appealing about live rosin is, you know, you mentioned the terpenes and cannabinoids, but I think that really comes through with the flavor profile. You get a lot more complexity and depth in the experience. And then of course, if you're using it medicinally, um, you're going to find a lot more of that entourage effect where all of those, those are still active. They're not burned off, like you mentioned. Um, And much to my surprise, there's an evolving body of research around what happens when you overheat certain terpenes. Um, so that can result in some of those byproducts you mentioned. Um, so there's actually a lot of science into all of this, isn't there? Very much so. Yeah, very much so. And we actually, um, so on staff, we have uh, toxicology experts, biocompatibility experts. We have PhD scientists that, that we employ and their entire focus is understanding the science behind how does this product uh, how does this product interact with the device? And ultimately then how does it interact with the consumer, right? And so we have a heavy commitment and investment behind that. And, and we actually recently published an official study that looks at how does product react under certain conditions when it comes to the different thermal profile. And so I think, again, um, this is still early days in the industry. 
And so a lot of this research that's being done is being done for the first time. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I highly encourage everyone to go and obviously seek out the white paper that we have out there, the study itself. Um, it's actually been something that's being looked at uh, by other researchers and cl clinicians uh, in, the, um, in the science field itself. And so, you know, I think in that way, it means that it's now going from what historically used to be just opinion to actually data backed and research backed science, as you're saying. Uh, and so, again, I think that's something that we very much believe in um, that we've continued to invest into. Yeah, there's so much um, STEM in cannabis. I mean, there's like a significant amount of research and really high level technology and um, and study going into this field. So I think that's super exciting that for people getting into the industry, you've got, you know, a huge variety of, of careers and job options available, um, that you can really apply your background in science or technology or engineering, um, to the space. So I like kind of drawing attention to that. Yep. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the live resin pods. Um, so, You've got a variety of, of flavors, different strains. Do you add terpenes from other strains back in, or is it all just single source flour? The exact formulation we can't go into for obvious reasons. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's sure. it. Yeah. So, so I think, again, as we start thinking about the things that differentiate this product from a lot of products out there, first off, it is 100% cannabis, right? And so um, in that regard, I think what's, what's special here is most of the oil products that you get out there often have non-cannabis related agents that are being added into it. So for example, botanical terpenes, right? Um, it probably shouldn't be a surprise, but cannabis by nature does not taste like uh, mango <laughs> or bubble <laughs> <That's> gum. <fair. laughs> and so, so uh, nothing against that, but at the end of the day, I think it's kind of comparing orange soda and orange juice, right? Mm -hmm. um, I happen to be a big fan of orange soda, but I prefer to drink orange juice most of the time. Uh, and that's just kind of my, my preference. Um, and so, you know, again, I think it is hundred percent cannabis. And so as far as all of the material that's going into the formulation itself, um, it is something that as we continue to focus on this concept of a full flower experience, right. What we don't want to do is take away from that by adding in anything that doesn't actually have to do with the plant itself. Um, and so again, for us, we're very keen on ensuring that we're delivering what consumers are looking for. And when you look at the market and you look at the data, it's clear, right. Consumers want, a great quality product that is potent, um, provides you with that cannabinoid and terpene profile for the effect and also the flavor and taste uh, that they're seeking. Um, and they wanna do that at, at the right price, right? So that it's accessible to you. And so for us really combining all three of those axes and finding out the optimal offering is how we ended up at this product that we have. And so, you know, it, it's again, like I mentioned, a first of its kind formula. Um, it takes this live rosin, uh, which we already talked about and then combines it with these natural diamonds, right? Which gives it um, really, I think, a, an incredibly impressive level of both the full flower experience and also the, the potency that would come along with it. Um, and we're offering it in 11 different SKUs or different blends uh, that allows you to experience it at varying levels of potency, as well as a CBD offering uh, mm -hmm. for those that, uh, that favor that, that format. And so, um, so again, I think there's just a lot to choose from, which is, again, the other thing that we know consumers really want is they want selection. And, uh, but in all cases, it is hundred percent flower, nothing added, nothing removed. And what, tell me what, um, did you say it's live diamonds? Was that the terminology? Natural diamonds. Or mm -hmm. natural diamonds. So mm -hmm. what is that? Of course, uh, I won't go too far into the weeds. Um, 
but uh, natural diamonds is another type of input product that you can get into uh, into a formulation. And one of the things that it really helps with is with uh, driving potency in the formula that you have. Um, natural diamonds you can get to in, in different ways. Um, and really, I think the question that we have to think about is what's the starting material. And so in certain cases, people can take distillate or they can take crude oil and turn that into diamonds. Um, in our case, we actually, we start from again, plant matter, right? And so what we're using is uh, either fresh frozen or trim uh, plant material that's then going into creating the diamonds itself. But again, uh, the reason why it's significant as far as the formula goes is that it really helps with the potency. And so when you look at the offering that we have currently that's out in market, um, the, the blends that we're offering have anywhere between a, a mid 80% to low 90% THC potency. Uh, and then of course you have the CBD one, which is uh, significantly lower that's in the 40% range. Mm. Um, but, uh, but again, I think, um, it is one of the ways that we've created an innovative formula, uh, to bring to market. And, uh, again, I think consumers have been showing a lot of excitement about it. And have you got plans to expand beyond California? Yes, currently we are in California, um, across the state and, uh, our plans for the rest of the year are to scale outside of California into other markets. Okay. And what's next for PAX? Are there any other new exciting developments on the horizon? I think we're going to continue to focus on this consumables area. And so I think there's a lot more innovation that we have um, planned. And I think, uh, you know, we're certainly excited uh, and we're, we're really excited to, to bring these products to the market for consumers to experience. Um, and that, uh, again, we, we expect to focus on that throughout 2022 and beyond. Um, but generally, again, I think, you know, when we go back to this history of innovation that we have, we're going to keep um, taking that approach uh, in order to develop these new products, as well as continue to look at our devices that we're offering, because together it's a whole system, right, and a platform. And um, it's actually together uh, is how you unlock this overall cannabis experience that we're trying to provide to people. And by doing it in a way that, again, is premium but accessible um, and, uh, and really focused on that full flower delivery, that, uh, you know, what, what we're really trying to do here is enhance our consumers' lives. And so um, we're excited to continue down that path and journey. So looking forward to talking more about it with you in the future. That's awesome. Where can people go to kind of keep up with what PAX is doing and maybe learn more about what you're offering now? Absolutely. Um, you can certainly go to PAX.com. Uh, and what that will do is, is, again, first, it'll give you any information that you need with regard to the devices that we offer. And then secondly, there's also a simple way for you to find retailers nearby that are going to be carrying the product, specifically the, uh, the new car, the pods that we're offering, the Fresh Press Live Rosin with Natural Diamonds. And, uh, <clears throat> and so um, that's certainly the first place that I would start. Uh, but that said, if you go across Weed Maps, if you go across any of the other uh, platforms, Leafly, etc. Um, then you will also find our products out there. Uh, and uh, again, we're going to do our best to make sure that we, we message and, and broadcast the information as far and wide as possible. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I, uh, I'm excited to check it out. I hope it'll make it to some other uh, states soon so I can give it a try myself. Um, in the meantime, I really learned a lot from you and I, I hope our audience did as well. Is there anything you'd like to um, add to our conversation that maybe we didn't touch on? No, just uh, thank you for having us, uh, myself and, and PAX on the show. And, uh, you know, again, just excited to continue meeting consumer needs and demands uh, and innovating on all these products. Awesome. 
Well, uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. This is uh, Cannabis Tech Talks. If you want to hear more interesting uh, stories about emerging technology, make sure to follow us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, also, be sure to pick up our most recent issue. You can find it at Barnes & Noble across the country. Um, it's also available on canatechtoday.com. Uh, until next time, this was Patricia Miller and Stephen Jung signing off. 